Her love of reading sparked by childhood visits to a Mississippi library. Today, that passion for reading is touching children and adults around the world. Up next on Teaching Gwinnett, a one-on-one interview with Meadow Creek High School's Cicely Lewis, the National Librarian of the Year. Welcome to this special edition of Teaching Gwinnett at Gwinnett County Public Schools podcast. I'm Bernard Watson, and I am pleased to welcome Ms. Cicely Lewis to the show. Cicely is the media specialist at Meadow Creek High School, and she was recently named the 2020 National Librarian of the Year by the School Library Journal and Scholastic, the global publishing company. Cicely, welcome to the show. Hi, Bernard. Thank you so much for having me. So the first question I got to ask you is, given the times that we are living in, how are you and your family? My family and I, we're doing very well. We are um, working on e-class, completing assignments, and um, doing a lot of uh, video calls with my family in Mississippi. But we are happy to be healthy and safe together. That's always a good thing to hear. So I just want to start off by saying, when you're not counting the week of spring break, we've been using digital learning for more than three weeks, approaching a month now. How has it been going for you? Well, it actually has been going pretty well. I do miss my students and my Meadow Creek family, but I'm very happy with the professional development and the training that I've received from um, Gwinnett County Public Schools. We we really were better prepared than I think uh, most uh, districts and schools, and so as a result, this was this has been a transition that we have been. Uh, persevering through. And I think we are doing a great job as as a whole. We're calling students. We are holding virtual classes. We are disseminating information to parents. And so we do miss our students, but we are working tirelessly to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our students. What has been the biggest challenge for you? Is it is it missing your students, not having them in the library every day? Yes, that has been the biggest challenge. I love to see their faces. I love to, you know, provide books for them and just the, the conversations that we have and teaching the different classes that I teach and being able to collaborate with the teachers. We really are more than just a school. We are, we are really a family at Meadow Creek. So I've been there for over 10 years, and so I... I'm truly missing my students, the teachers, the faculty and staff as a whole. Well, although this is not how you or anyone else, for that matter, wanted or envisioned the school year to have to end. Overall, though, I've got to say you've had an amazing three-year run professionally Mm -hmm. that culminated with you being named the 2020 National Librarian of the Year. Has that sunk in yet? (laughs) Uh, No, not really. I'm still just every day is something new. Like um, um, the other day, a student messaged me and said, Miss Lewis, my family and I, we saw you on Telemundo. And, you know, their family uh, prior to that had no knowledge of what was going on with my award. And because it was put on Telemundo, this, you know, that is one of the news stations that my students, stations that my students primarily watch. So it, it became real in that moment, even more so. So how does it feel to be honored as the best of the best? It feels so it feels so great and it feels surreal and and then it's at times I feel 
you know, right now, because of what's going on, I feel like, you know, it really is not important. But I had to come to the realization that we are still a school. We're still a community. The work has been done. And so we can still celebrate, even though there's so many things that are going on right now. People are people are getting sick and there's just so many different our lifestyle has changed. We we can still celebrate. We can still celebrate the success that we have and it brings some type of normalcy to the situation. And so I I'm so happy and I'm so honored and I just I can't wait to get back with my Meadow Creek family. Well as a result of winning the award, you graced the cover of the April twenty twenty issue of SLJ magazine. <laughs> You'll be awarded a cash prize and your media center will get $2,500 worth of digital or print products. And I'm sure all that will come in handy, won't it? Yes. So I'll definitely be purchasing more uh, digital product with the the money that I will receive. And I plan to uh, also, as part of the award, we're supposed to get a author visit from John Shu, and he's bringing along a special guest. So I have no idea who it is. So I'm super, super excited about sharing that with the students when we return. So prior to winning the national award, you were named the 2019 GCPS Media Specialist of the Year, the 2019 Georgia Library Media Specialist of the Year, the 2018 Atlanta Journal-Constitution Top 10 Teacher Award winner, and you were featured on the cover of Capstone Power of Librarians calendar. As I said earlier, you've had quite a run the last couple of years. I know, just as you stated some of those, I started remembering them, and I'm like, wow, did I really do that? It's it's crazy. And I have to say, one of the biggest awards for me was being the Gwinnett County Media Specialist of the Year, because we have some of the best school librarian media specialists um, in in the United States. And I've been to different districts, so I can truly say that we have some of the best people working in our school libraries. So for me to be able to receive that honor, that was a great honor for me. And I'm so happy and proud that I get to work with such a great group of uh, educators. And all that happened after you created Read Woke back in 2017. So for those who don't know, what is Read Woke? So Read Woke is a reading challenge where students have to read four books from a list of books that um, challenge the status quo, seek to... um, to provide information about a group that has been disenfranchised. And all of these books feature protagonists from a group that has been underrepresented or oppressed. And also these books provide information about an issue that typically we haven't seen as an issue or some people may not consider uh, an issue. And so the students have to read these books and upon completion, they come to the library, we have several events and activities they complete, and then they are awarded the coveted Rewoke t-shirt and a Rewoke pen. So what is the genesis behind the program? How did you come up with it? So I remember just seeing so many things in the news, and my students were going through so much in our school. We're a school of over 70% Latinx, and so when DACA was repealed, we, we had many students who were affected by this, and there were other things going on in our world, and the students had questions. They they were trying to do something. They wanted to do something. They wanted to, you, you know, advocate, but they really did not know how. And so I wanted to give them 
to arm them with knowledge so that they could be informed citizens and come to their own ideas using knowledge. And I wanted them to, I, I wanted to encourage love and unity and not hate. And so I knew that my only superpower, the only thing that I'm good at is reading and promoting literacy. And so I, I, I decided to create a reading list and a challenge and it has been um, a monument. It has been a monumental part of our library, and I'm so excited about what has happened with it. And the students just bought in. They they wanted knowledge. They wanted information. They needed to know how to advocate for themselves. They needed to know the language to use to describe their experience, so that they could stand up for their rights, and also so that they could stand up for the rights of others and treat others with the dignity and respect that they deserve. Well, once word of the program got out, it spread pretty quickly beyond just Gwinnett County Public Schools and the state, didn't it? Yes. We have a Canada Rewoke and we have a Rewoke UK. And Canada Rewoke, um, the library, the Frank Hurt Library, he curated a list of uh, Canada Rewoke books that deal with issues that are affecting their society. I have authors who are advocating for Rewoke, who have Rewoke shirts, and just people coming together to decide and to make a stand and say that we we want our kids to have books that represent them. Because um, I've been doing a lot of research, and what I what I came to find out was that a lot of the books that were written in young adult lit and children's lit did not feature protagonists of color. Uh, and so there are more books with protagonists as animals and trucks then there were uh, Asian, uh, Asian Pacific Islander, or Latinx, or African American. And so this was, it, it really disgusted me. And I knew that I wanted to bring these books to the forefront. And the students wanted to see themselves in books. And they want to look into the lives of others through these books. And it has been a great success and a great opportunity to talk about issues. You've mentioned it throughout our conversation, but I want to ask specifically, how has this program really affected your students and your school for that matter? Um, I feel that our students are excited about reading, excited about learning, and they have become advocates for social justice. They are learning and they're using the proper terminology to talk about people and they are excited and there's a sense of pride. We've always had a lot of pride in our school, and but I've noticed, I've been there 10 years that the culture has changed so much and the students are excited and they are really happy to have a program that initiated at their school. I remember I was teaching a class and a student a student said, Miss, did you know this program started at Meadow Creek? He had Google rewoke during the presentation and I said, Yes. I said, <laughs> We started it here and he was so shocked. He said, Oh, I thought you were just telling us, I thought this had started somewhere else. And I said, no, he couldn't believe it had started at <laughs> school. And, and that's another moment. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, do you, how do you, can you believe it? It's at that moment, it made me think about it again. Like, wow, this, this really started here because we're, I'm so used to it and I talk about it and I do it, but I forget that it really has had a huge impact on not just our school, but other schools and educators across the world, really. Have you seen a change in your students' reading habits since we transitioned to digital learning? 
Yes, they are. My ebooks and audiobooks are being utilized, and I'm so happy about that because I have tried, and I have some kids who have, you know, who have, um, you know, jumped on board with ebooks, but surprisingly, our students, and they'll tell you, I like a real book. And so this has been a great opportunity. It's really forced them to check out our ebooks and audiobooks. So I noticed a, um, a lot of circulation among our ebooks and audiobooks. I was going through that the other day, and some of the books are not available because they've been checked out. And I, I was so excited. So, yes, I have noticed that. We're going to take a quick break now, but when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Cicely Lewis, the 2020 National School Librarian of the Year. Wash your hands! First you need some soap, then scrub for 20 seconds. If you don't have a clock near you, then sing the ABC song. Be sure to scrub front and back, under your fingernails, and between your fingers. Dry your hands with a clean towel or a paper towel. For more information, go to www.cdc.gov slash clean hands. Welcome back to our conversation with Cicely Lewis, the 2020 School Librarian of the Year. Cicely, you clearly have a passion for reading, and I understand it was actually sparked by your mother who took you to a Mississippi library frequently as a child. Yes, my mother, she made sure we went two places, the Bryan Public Library in Northside Christian Church. So we were <laughs> in one of those places, and so I... That's, that's all I was surrounded with was books. And she didn't have a lot of money, but if we needed a book for an assignment for school, she made a way to make that possible for me. So you fell in love with books at an early age. Yes. What was the book that changed you, that really made an impact on your life? I would have to say um, <clears throat> a lot of the Richard Wright books, um, Black Boy, was a book that was really monumental to me. And also Coming of Age in Mississippi by Ann Moody. Many people don't know about that book, but it was a uh, it was a powerful book. She was a social activist in Mississippi, and I connected with her because she's a black girl growing up in Mississippi. And, and that's when I truly realized the power of having that connection, of seeing yourself. I read so many books uh, about characters that did not look like me, and I love reading, so I was a voracious reader anyway but for those readers who don't have that passion i think that if we can provide this connection for them it can even it can we can increase the love and the amount of students people period who are reading so what's next for you what's next for me is uh i am working on my own read woke book and i'll be traveling to present to different at different conferences to spread the word about ReWoke and also to share all the great things that we do in Gwinnett County and just hopefully being back with my students and continuing to amplify the ReWoke program. I've partnered with Gwinnett County Public Library to make ReWoke available to every child in Gwinnett County because there was a young girl who reached out to me when I initially started the program and she went to a high school in Gwinnett County and she saw what we were doing on social media and she said, hey, I don't go to Meadow Creek, but I want to participate. And so through 
we, we virtually allowed her to complete the rewoke challenge and she wanted to do it and she was excited about it. And so when I had the opportunity to, to connect with Gwinnett County Public Library, I was very excited because this will allow every student to have an opportunity. And the program has been implemented in several high schools in Gwinnett County. But if there's a high school that has not, those students will still have an opportunity. Wow, that's pretty cool. I like that. Well, Cicely, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about your well-deserved honor. But before you go, I need you to sit tight. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, it's my favorite part of the show. It's called Did You Know? And now, an important message from the CDC. The best way to protect yourself from 2019 novel coronavirus is to avoid being exposed to the virus. Additionally, there are preventative actions that you can take to protect yourself and your family from the spread of respiratory viruses that can make you sick. These include stay home if you're sick, cover your cough, and wash your hands. And we're back. As I mentioned earlier, this is my favorite part of the show. It's called Did You Know? Did You Know is a series of multiple choice and or true or false questions about the school district that you have two minutes to answer. The hope is at the end of Did You Know? Our listeners will have learned a few interesting facts about Gwinnett County Public Schools. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Question number one. How many types of employees does Gwinnett County Public Schools have? Two, those who teach and those who support teaching. Question number two. When did GCPS-TV come online? A, 1995, B, 2001, or C, 2006? Um, maybe 2001? <laughs> Correct. Good answer. Oh, wow. Question number three. Between 2000 and 2009, we built or replaced 42 schools. True or false? False. Actually, the answer is true. We did, in fact, build or replace 42 schools during that time period to handle the explosive student growth. Question number four. What year did we move into the ISC? Oh, 1997. No, actually, it's 2005, but we're going to give you a break because you weren't with the school district then. You just came in 2009. Final question, okay? The most mm -hmm. difficult one yet. Yes. Would you rather have unlimited international first-class tickets mm. or never have to pay for food at a restaurant again? Oh, that's easy. I'm a, I love to eat. I never <laughs> want to pay for food at a restaurant again. Is that, is that what I win today? <laughs> uh, let me check on that. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you on that. Now, we've calculated the results from the test. Okay. And you passed. Woo! I'm a Gwinnett. That's right. Again, congrats <laughs> on winning the National Librarian of the Year Award. And thank you for appearing on the show. I wish you continued success. And please stay safe. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this special edition of Teaching Gwinnett. Until next time.